Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Dustin Hawkins with here from Penn Live with your four talking points to kick off Penn State football this week, National Signing Day coming up. So that's a huge talking point for this program. Looking at Wednesday, the early signing period. Already a bunch of guys in this Penn State class so far. 25 of them committed. A lot of them already talking about making their announcements and making their commitments official on Wednesday. So we'll start right there. We'll also look at some of the news from earlier this week. One transfer portal guy in Taquan Roberson, uh, the backup quarterback. And Norval Black, no longer on the roster, wide receiver, formerly from Lackawanna College, so we'll touch on that. Look at the Manny Diaz hire as defensive coordinator. Obviously, that happened over the weekend, along with Sean Clifford coming back for a sixth year. So we'll touch briefly on those things, really just focused here on National Signing Day and Penn State being able to formalize this class, which... You know, will go down as one of James Franklin's better classes. I'm not sure if in terms of national rankings it'll it'll be better than the 2018 or 2019 classes. Right now, going into Wednesday, number six on Rivals, number five on 24/7 Sports, and number seven on the On Three Sports consensus ranking. So they're pretty well entrenched in the top ten. It will be interesting to see what all the movement um, does on National Signing Day. You will get a bunch of commitments from teams in that 8, 9, 10, 11 range. You know, Michigan's got 20 commitments. Uh, other teams with, uh, you know, 17 or 18, if they add a bunch of guys, it's possible for Penn State to, to fall on the rankings a bit. I think you'll be looking at this at the end of the 2022 cycle if Penn State still sits in the top 10. That should be considered a win, and I don't think it's a true reflection whether it's the number 3 class or number 10 class of how good this class is with depth and big pieces up top. Looking on the offensive side, just a few names, um, some in the obvious category to point out. Drew Aller, the five-star quarterback from Ohio, really looking at him now. Um, you know, Penn State has not had a five-star quarterback get to the finish line under James Franklin. Obviously, Justin Fields back in 2018 was committed out of Georgia. He ended up going to Georgia, flipped later in the cycle, and then ultimately ended up at Ohio State, where he ended up being a first-round draft pick. So one of the, the the big misses of James Franklin's tenure at Penn State. And the story with the quarterback is, if you get a true difference maker at that position, what can that do and how can that unlock more potential within your program? Penn State fans really wouldn't know, and that's not a knock on your Trace McSorley. That's not a knock on Sean Clifford. But I think when you look at these true five-star guys, they are in a whole different category when they perform like five stars. So you can't take that for granted at all. Drew Aller, you know, 6'5", 230 pounds. He can move a little bit. He can throw off platform. He's got a big arm with strength. He also was able to uh, get the ball out quick with a flick of the wrist and get it, push it downfield that way. A very, very talented kid whose stock has risen quite a bit from the time that Penn State offered, got a commitment, and all the way through now. Uh, he's a guy who's kind of handpicked by Mike Yersich as a guy that uh, he had his eye on when he was at Ohio State in Texas, and now he's at he, he's getting ready to sign and commit at Penn State to maybe be that next quarterback to succeed Sean Clifford. 
Um, the quarterback room, and we'll touch on this with Sean Clifford in, in a moment, but uh, ha- we'll have a, a much different look and feel because you have Drew Aller coming in. You have Sean Clifford coming back as he announced for his sixth season. Bo Perbola is a three- or four-star prospect, a dual threat from Central York High School, also arriving in the 2022 class. And then, of course, we saw Christian Bayou, the true freshman from Canada through the Bulla School in Maryland. Um, he, he flashed when he got a chance to play um, against Rutgers last season. So now you're looking at you know Sean Clifford and some obvious youth behind him, but some real talent too. Um, continuing on the offensive side, Nicholas Singleton is another big name to know. He's a five-star from uh, 24-7 Sports, was just named on Tuesday and presented by Saquon Barkley, the Gatorade National Player of the Year Award, which is a huge honor for this kid, but he certainly deserves it. Dominant season for Governor Mifflin High School, 2,043 rushing yards. He accounted for 43 total touchdowns, including 41 on the ground. He is a, I think, an immediate difference maker in this Penn State ground game. The kind of guy who can make up for the wide number of plays in 2021 that weren't blocked very well. He can make plays happen even if there doesn't appear to be an opening. That was something, in addition to the offensive line simply needing to perform better, that was something that Penn State was lacking in the regular season and something that uh, Nicholas Singleton runs with power, speed, aggression. You know, he's six foot, about 210 pounds. He's kind of got everything you want in a running back. And I do believe that he will be in contention right away, if not the starting job in week one, somebody who should play early and burn his redshirt as a true freshman in 2022. Caden uh, Saunders is the, is the highlight of this wide receiver slash playmaker group. He's been compared by the Penn State coaching staff to KJ Hamler because of his skill set. He's five foot ten, about 180 pounds. He's a little bit more solidly built than KJ Hamler was coming out of IMG Academy in Florida. But Caden Saunders, very, very sudden, very quick feet, shifty, can't get your hands on him. He's pretty much that slot receiver prototype. Um, where he can operate in, in in compact spaces. He can find room. He's going to be hard to cover one-on-one, uh, going to be hard to cover in man coverage. He's going to be able to kind of um, identify uh, where to go and and, uh, and get there in a hurry, make plays after the catch, all those things. Um, so the K.J. Hamler comparison is a very, very valid one. Um, he is running right now, I think he said, in, in around, the, around the low 4-4s coming out of high school in Ohio. He, like Nicholas Singleton, should be a factor right away at Penn State. And I think that speed that you'll see, that quickness, will develop over time where he ends up leaving Penn State if all goes to plan, probably in that low 4-3 range when he ends up running um, post uh, his college career. The offensive line uh, in this class is really one worth watching. You've got one four-star on board in Drew Shelton. You've got a Juco on board in J.B. Nelson. A very talented high upside guy who needs some development and Malik McNeil, who's a three-star from New York. And another three-star in Andre Roy from Maryland, who as of right now is in a little bit of a flirtation with USC. Took a visit out to USC, who just hired um, Lincoln Riley. Uh, Took a visit there over the weekend, said he liked it, said he's still leaning towards Penn State. So we'll see what happens on National Signing Day. Uh, On the defensive side, Denai Dennis Sutton is the guy to watch here. He's a five-star defensive lineman by Rivals. He's a four-star by 247. 
I think the, there's a comparison to be made between him at six foot five, 250 pounds, and Yitor Gross Matos, who I believe was in Penn State's 2017 recruiting class as a prospect out of Virginia. Similar body types, I think similar usages. You saw Yitor Gross Matos develop into a guy who, you know, wrecked plays from his spot at defensive end, but was also able to bump inside and in some obvious passing downs. I think some of that could be in Dennis Sutton's future, too. I think his build is very similar to Gross Matos. He's a little bit more sudden, a little bit more faster twitch than, than Gross Matos was at the same time. Uh, but Gross Matos coming out of Virginia was hyper productive, had a clear skill set for getting into the backfield, disrupting plays, whether they were runs or passes. It's an area where I think that Dennis Sutton can grow into and should grow into that at Penn State. Another quick storyline to follow on the defensive side is you have a lot of impressive raw physical tools uh, in guys who require a little bit of projection. So Zane Durant is a defensive tackle from Florida. He's listed as of right now, six foot one, 251 pounds. So you'll see him in that six, one, 280 pound range, probably pretty early in his Penn state career. Very quick, very disruptive. He's a, a penetrating type force inside plays like a linebacker because his background is as a linebacker. Abdul Carter is a six foot four linebacker, true linebacker from Philadelphia. Excellent length in that frame reminds you a little bit of Brandon Smith. Who's also six foot four, um, but a true linebacker who's not afraid to be physical can play that position at a high level already. Keon Wiley is another kid from Philadelphia who will play linebacker, but he spent the better part of his career at MOTEP playing as more of a defensive end and edge rusher type. So he's going to grow into that role as a true linebacker, being able to play in space and off the ball. So a little bit of projection required for him as well, which I think is why you probably still see him as a three-star. He's not a defined player at his future position yet, but still a very talented, very high upside one. Another name to know here, Caleb Artis is a six foot four, 290 pound defensive tackle from Queens, New York. He too requires some development, but you can't, teach what he has already, which is excellent length and already good size at that position. You know, that 290 pounds and six foot four frame is extremely rare. The type of guys that you'll see ending up at SEC schools in Alabama or Georgia, guys with those um, standout physical attributes, they will be at Penn State instead with Caleb Artist. So uh, a, a nice little group there with a lot of upside and I think probably a little bit more proven, probably a little bit better, I think, in some of these cases than their average star ratings. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our 12 locations. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Looking at some of the storylines from earlier this week, mentioned before that Taquan Roberson, Penn State's backup quarterback, is in the transfer portal. Not a huge shock there, given how things went for him. He got a chance to play when Penn State was was uh, leading Iowa at Iowa early in the season. Sean Clifford was knocked out of that game and did not return. So Taquan Roberson inherited a 17-3 lead. Ended up letting that one slip away. Didn't look prepared for the opportunity. Didn't look like he had gotten many reps for that opportunity. So you saw him struggle quite a bit. And then as the weeks went on, you started to see more and more that Christian Bayou, the true freshman, had overtaken him on the depth chart. He ended up getting um, 
uh, coming in in replacement of uh, Sean Clifford in a game against Rutgers and played very, very well. So the writing was on the wall, probably for Taquan Roberson, that if he had hopes and ambitions of, of seeing the field and playing someplace, that it probably wasn't going to be at Penn State. He, uh, he tweeted out on Monday that he was entering the transfer portal, thanked James Franklin and the staff for the opportunity, all that good stuff. And then later, um, not even much later after that, tweeted an offer from UConn. So you will see him land on his feet somewhere. He's a former four-star from New Jersey who uh, looks like probably will end up somewhere in that mid-Atlantic region. You saw a guy like Tyler Rudolph, the former four-star safety from um, uh, uh, Connecticut, end up. Um, at UMass. So maybe something similar out there for take one Robertson, uh, who should be a nice player for perhaps a smaller program. Also saw Norval Black, the wide receiver from Lackawanna College, didn't play at all in two seasons at Penn State. He's no longer on the roster. Not a lot out there in terms of why that is or where he's going to end up. But clearly, whatever they saw in him coming out of Lackawanna didn't really translate at this level yet. Uh, the two big stories from the weekend that we'll just touch on briefly, hiring Manny Diaz, former head coach at Miami. His name was out there quite a bit um, through the coaching carousel and, and all that. Uh, Miami was flirting with Mario Cristobal from Oregon, who's a former Miami guy. Um, and all throughout that, Manny Diaz was just waiting for the other shoe to drop, ended up um, being relieved of his duties there. But he has a long history as a defensive coordinator, including a, a couple stops at Mississippi State. That's where he began his career at Miami, uh, was at Louisiana Tech, Texas, Middle Tennessee. A lot of experience calling plays and is known to be a little bit more aggressive and, and according to James Franklin, fit Penn State's philosophy for leading that defense. So he, he's got a, a name. He's a splashy hire. He's a good hire with a lot of experience at a lot of different places, including in that SEC footprint. And then obviously having head coaching experience at Miami can only be a benefit as he looks to, to have a more profound impact at Penn State. And one final thing on this hire is you're probably getting a guy at Penn State and Manny Diaz who's going to be very motivated to kind of stick it to his former employer and do big things. And I think that's that's a possibility now in relief of Brent Pry. Looking at Sean Clifford coming back for a sixth year, coaching staff very excited about this. Sean Clifford excited to be back with people that he calls family. Brothers on the team, his actual brother, Liam Clifford, is a uh, current freshman on the team as a wide receiver. He'll come back for that sixth year, that free COVID year, that not all guys in his position will be um, will be granted from Penn State. It's a tricky situation trying to manage this roster, but certainly if you can bring a four-year starter, which is what Clifford will be by the time next year rolls around, um, at the quarterback position, it can help your roster tremendously. I think Penn State would have had to probably take what it had with its freshman and redshirt freshman um, if they needed to with Drew Aller, Bo Perbola, and Christian Bayou. But now they get another year to let those guys grow a little bit, to learn underneath Sean Clifford. And I do think if you look at the first four weeks of this past season and the way that Clifford performed before he was injured and we went down this whole road of, of things going sideways for him and for this whole Penn State offense, this whole Penn State team, you do see a little bit more potential out there for him to, to, to reach in, in year six. He wasn't looking at making a leap to the NFL. He wasn't sorting out whether he was a first-round pick or a second-round pick. The way this year went, especially the second half, Sean Clifford, if you wanted to continue playing football, the options were pretty clear. Either he's back at Penn State for year six where he's familiar, where he's counted on to deliver, where he's a leader, um, will be, a, I believe, a three- or four-year team captain at that point in time. Um, 
or he could have opted to get a fresh start someplace else. He's coming back his second year under a coordinator and Mike Yersich for the first time. He's been bouncing around systems and schemes and now gets a chance to settle in for year two. And that can only help the whole offense perform at a higher level. And then, as I mentioned, um, you couldn't ask for a better situation for Drew Aller and Bo Perbola to arrive on campus as part of that 2022 class, get a chance to learn under Sean Clifford without pressure of competing for any uh, of those, mean, you know, the backup job or the, the starting job, get a chance to learn and figure it out. And then next year, next offseason is the time for them to compete with uh, Christian Bayou for that starting job. So good situation. I know Penn State fans aren't all united and welcoming Sean Clifford back with open arms, but I don't think you can really argue that Penn State's chances of winning in 2022 are better with Sean Clifford than without him. There you go. That's four talking points to kick off this week for Penn State football. Obviously, stick with us. National Signing Day coming up. You'll hear from Bob Flanders, David Jones, Daniel Gallon, and myself later this week. We will break down Penn State's 2022 class, how good it is, where it's going, online at PennLive.com slash Penn State football, and right here on the Blue White Breakdown. We'll see you next time. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey.